0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. It was just a nice ice skating event where she wandered off on her own and she was never found again.
1: Was it hijinks or was it murder?
0: Tonight on yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. That, that was
1: our impression of Robert Stack, um, the the gentleman who
0: narrated. You know his name?
1: Yeah, Robert Stack. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And I don't know what that was about this week. But you said as long as we win by three, we'll be good. So
0: you nailed it on the head. Yeah, no, it's um it's not necessarily how I saw it shaken <laughs> out, but um, we can, you know, we'll get into that for a recap. But it was it was a roller coaster of emotions, um, I would imagine for all of Raider Nation, especially myself um, and, and kind of within my household. There, was, there were some things said, a lot of vocalizing of frustration. And you know, I'll get into a little bit about what that dialogue was. But it was, we got the win. I said I would be happy if we got the win, and we did. So uh, we'll, we'll touch on that and everything. Looking forward to you know, kind of your perspective there with as it relates to the breakdown and the recap. But um, as always, we have um, our mortal locks of the week. And it's starting to get comical (laughs) with how, I guess, hmm, how I'm at such a disadvantage every week. And it's not because it's my brain versus your brain is, is just the biggest disadvantage within mortal lock. So um, we'll touch on that. Um, Like I mentioned, we'll get into our recap where Micah takes Raiders defense against the Jets offense, Um, a little bit of breakdown of how, how things transpired there, I'll take the other side of the ball. And then we do have a jam-packed listener questions episode. So we were getting some flack. I was actually getting some flack from the listeners about not doing the um, the questions on our Friday pod for the preview because as responsible listeners, they got their questions in early, um, which was good. But we did have a long interview um, with Connor Rogers at Bleacher Report. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Definitely was cool to, you know, talk to him and, and learn a little bit about his background and where he came from and his um, misguided view of holidays, those <laughs> things I think we were able to accomplish, but pretty cool for us to, to be able to do that and talk with him. And I feel like he was a, he was a good sport. Um, yeah, so fantastic. that was nice fantastic interview. Yeah. It was a good time. So, um, mortal locks now I'm sitting on my couch and this Raider game is, is happening. And it actually happened to be, during um i think they're up 24 to um 24 to 13 so I was, I was in a relatively happy mood at the time and i just started laughing just laughing out loud just because of where both of our games were at mm-hmm. um the the mono e mono game was not till one o'clock right but we both yeah. picked two 10 a.m slates i know you really wanted to pick the tuesday game <laughs> because <laughs> that's that's how you roll but no um i just started laughing 'll you'll, you'll find out why so you took the Jaguars um, mm-hmm. on the road mm-hmm. 10 and a half point underdogs plus yes. 10 and a half right yes um, against the Vikings you know um, a Vikings team that has um, got they got themselves back into playoff contention um, and the Jaguars who are just the Jaguars and starting Mike Glennon so how did that um, how'd that end up on your end there big guy
1: well I'm just I'm gonna repeat something that has been said multiple times on this podcast we don't care who wins or loses we just care if they cover and the jacksonville jaguars covered for me this week they ended up losing as many would expect it was 27 to 24 in overtime they took it down to the wire they almost beat the vikings they had uh dalvin cook and kirk cousins both kind of went off by all accounts but I don't know what happened on the defensive side. They must have broke down for Mike Glennon to, uh, you know, keep him in the game, but Jaguars covered. They pulled it out, almost got the W took it into overtime and couldn't be happier than that. I also do want to point out too, that the score is 27, 24. The over under on that was 51. So if anyone took that, they pushed,
0: but sheesh. Yeah. Um, well, you didn't, I didn't. So you didn't push.
1: No, we didn't. <laughs> we stuck with the We stuck with the spread. Yeah. And, Boy, what a spread!
0: Yeah, what a spread! And and so I was sitting there, and it was, it was a little. I think it was a little bit into the third quarter. Um, but as I looked at my phone, I guess I'll I'll stop for a second. I took the Titans minus five and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. So I felt pretty great about. Titans being just a better team in general, I thought the Browns, um, not frauds, but they, they kind of played a soft schedule to get to these eight wins. And I was just like, you haven't seen them beat a good, a good team. I mean, the Raiders went into Cleveland and beat them in a bad weather game that, you know, the Browns are actually more well equipped to, to handle that kind of weather and, and type of game that it was. And, and I just didn't think they were that impressive. Yes, they lost OBJ they were eight and three and the Titans were eight and three. And I just didn't, I didn't believe the hype. Um, Well, when I checked my phone, it was 38 to seven. The Browns were up on the Tennessee Titans and the Jaguars were beating the Vikings. And I just, I sat there and said, this is, this is just what it is. You know, this is the mortal lock life um, that I'm living and it's okay. You know, it's okay that uh, Mike is just, beating the brakes off of me this year. And it's okay that, you know, the Jaguars are going to beat the Vikings when they shouldn't, but game starts going on, right? Titans, they're coming back. I was like, man, if we could just, and they got it to where it was, I believe 38 to 21 or something like that. They were marching back a little bit, right? hope, It was close ish, right? Yeah. That's what it was. So it was 31. um, Wait, where am I? Oh, it was 41 to 21 or something like that. And the Titans scored 14 in the fourth, made it a game, um, ended up being 41, 35. I was just like, man, if we can somehow get to overtime, I can get a tug, whatever. Um, So I had some good vibes there and the Jaguars were down, I believe four points and the Vikings were on the one yard line. And of the Jaguars and then they fumbled the snap and the Jaguars got the ball back. And then I think right after that, the Browns scored again. And I was just like, okay, you know, I, I, I was like, Oh, this is just final acceptance. And then I started getting some momentum, some little vibes for the second half. And then um, it just, it worked out how it was supposed to honestly, at that point, once the Titans didn't cover, I just wanted the Jaguars to win. I was just like, let's just do it. If we're going to do Go it, let's just way. do it live. Yeah. Um, so I lost again. And I'm not happy about that. But I actually am now I'm gonna flip the script and this isn't contentious. I I'm going, I'm all in on you. I don't I'm gonna make my my mortal locks, but I wanna see how good you can actually have of of a 17-week season because this is incredible. <laughs> so that was week 13. Yeah. I nailed that by the way. Yes, you did. Um, Raiders seven five. We'll get to that. They had a bye week, so that was week thirteen, and that means you are 10, one and two, right? Because you pushed twice. Cause well, we established... no,
1: ten, no, I'm I'm ten two and two because we had an extra one. Our extra one was the the Baltimore game that ended up being a push. Remember, because we were talking last. Oh, you time. haven't lost
0: twice. Have you What's lost that? twice? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I that's think. what that's what it was. Okay, ten, two. So now you're ten, two and two. Yeah, you've lost I was, twice.
1: Because at one point I was like eight, eight, two, and and one because I had a thing. And then we were arguing last time. You're we like, was that nine, two, and
0: one and one? I know and I do it every <laughs> time going, I'm just going. saying I Seven, I didn't five, I actually five. didn't think you had lost twice. That's not uh, I'm not saying that, that as like an under an undercut of a jab there. Um, but I do think that is an incredible record. Mm. You should be proud of that. Thank you. Um and ten, two and two is That's nice. Um, So, really, where I'm going is I want you. Oh, you know what? A lot of of wasted money is what that is. Sure. But I mean, well, not wasted because you actually didn't spend the money. True. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Sure. A lot of empty pockets. You're actually not 10 2 and 2. You want to know why? Hmm. Because I got in a mono mono bet against you on the preview pod. So, that was where I just scrolled yes. randomly. That's Thought that right. would be in my favor without just looking at the board. Um, <laughs> scrolled randomly and picked a game. It was Cardinals okay. and um, the Rams. And mm-hmm. the Rams were going to Arizona. Um, and the Rams were three point favorites. And you were just like, uh, Rams. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take the Cardinals. That was pumped. I actually like, yeah. really liked them in this matchup. Yeah. Um, the Rams won by 10. I yeah. lost that one too. So you are now 11, 2 and 2. I promise I'll write this down so where it's not as clunky for the listeners. But
1: yeah, and we can check the tapes too to make sure that's correct
0: just all out just what a, what a performance so far no pressure but what a performance i'm not going to catch you unless i just make i'm like hey i'm going to put in seven mortal locks and you can only <laughs> do one a week um but no very impressive i'm I'll happy you, for we, you
1: we could do if you, you you have to do a five game parlay on the last game of the last week of the season and if <laughs> yeah, you if hit it it's I a win. draw it's a win it's, it's a it's a draw, a draw. we just fair. tie
0: <laughs> just been waxing me the whole time those um, so season pushes yeah, so um no, so I lost my mortal lock. Um the Browns ended up covering that plus five and a half, and then also um I lost again um because the Cardinals didn't cover the plus three. So um recap for the Raiders Jets game. So Raiders go into um to the Meadowlands, and they came off that brutal loss as we talked about last week to the Falcons. They were, you know, heavy favorites going in over a touchdown there, Um, end up winning 31 to 28. Um, If you watch the game, you'll know why this is not, wasn't as easy of a game to to swallow because it was just so emotional. But as we did on the preview, um, you took the Raiders defense against the Jets offense, thoughts um, around how that matchup ended up.
1: Well, it did not end up as good as I had predicted it would, uh, at least on the the giving up points and scoring side of things uh, for the defense. They got to the quarterback like I you know said that they needed to. Cleve Farrell had two strip sacks. Nicholas Morrow came free on a blitz and, and lit Darnold up in the backfield and got a sack as well. Trayvon Mullen got a really clutch interception on a, a I think it was a third down little Curl route, they tried to run, and he kind of like one handed it as he was like batting it away. So, in in the sense of what I talked about with our defense, and in the fact that I said it could be a good game for them to step up and getting to the quarterback, getting pressure, and on the back end of things, you know, playing well on the DBs and you know, maybe getting some interceptions, they technically did that. What I also said was that our, our best asset is our run defense, and you know, that they. The best part of them is their run game, not that that it was anything good. But Frank Gore was you know, doing well, which not that anybody cares, but I had to play him as a last-minute backup in my fantasy uh, because Jacobs was out, and he got injured on the second play of the game and never came back. So I thought, like, okay, that's cool for the Raiders, shitty for me. But nonetheless, they went out and they ran for 200 yards and just – annihilated us on the ground which was kind of weird because we're not necessarily used to that happening or at least you know that many yards being put up on us but score kind of tells you how the defense did in the most part they didn't do well and i will say that the jets don't get a whole they're terrible they're absolutely terrible they don't get a whole lot of love for the points they have put up in games previous outside of last week they only put up three points but you know, they were able to put up points in the, in previous games. I just thought that we would be able to go out and like, you know, not get beat by the O and 11 jets. And we didn't, but we almost did. And that was, man, that was a rough day. It was, I'm sure just like everybody, the range of emotions that you had from really a two minute time frame of you'll get into the offensive side of things, obviously, but incompletion on fourth down, turn the ball over. I- I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, out doing things and you know watching the game on my phone I turned it off I just flipped out of there I'm like we're fucked they're gonna nail the ball and I was pissed and then I turned it back on obviously um and we got the ball back and you know you're gonna break down what happens from there The uh, you know to kind of finalize it for everybody what was going on but the range of emotion uh, that I had especially for this pod being like the season's over our, our season's over. We just lost to the Jets.
0: I kept thinking about that too. Yeah,
1: I, I was like, this is going to be the shittiest episode of, of the podcast. We got to come in here and talk about this. Andy said, if we lose, it's the end of our season. I'm pretty sure they just lost. That's the end of our season. Better luck next year. And it was a lot. There's a lot to deal with in a short range, but as far as the defense is concerned, they didn't play well. They They did on the turnover side of things, which was nifty. But uh, and it was cool to see Klee ball out and kind of play like a fourth overall draft pick. But, yeah, just not much else to say other than that. The defense almost lost to the Jets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a good way to describe it. And there there was a tough part of the game where on on the defense side of the ball, the Jets go down and score. They score a touchdown. They got the ball first we go down and score a touchdown as well. And then they came back and scored another touchdown and it was 13 to seven. And I'm like, is this really happening? Like the jets are going to put up 20 in the first half. But after that, um, like you mentioned, the defense came back, strip sack by Klee um, and then a pick by Mullen and then another turnover. So they bailed us out. And, and as we turned, we turned the half. um, And and then the first possession of the half, it was 24, 13 Raiders. um, And then we forced a three and out and got the ball, um, got the ball back on our like, forty five or something like that. And I was like, Whew. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I don't, I don't care about the spread, but I also do care about like, how do these games look? And then are we able to, to prove um, that we can beat these teams that shouldn't even be in these games. And at that point I was like, great. Like you don't, you go down and score 31, 13. No, it's not over. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, at it least it's, put it, it in, away a little closer. Yeah, Get the put them away. away. Yeah. And then that's what the Raiders haven't done outside of that Broncos game. So it was on the offensive side of the ball. We knew we didn't have Jacobs, um, no Trent Brown for the last couple of weeks. You know, we've had injuries on the offensive side of the ball. And I felt like we we were able to execute early on. Uh, we did have some good drives. Darren Waller, out of his mind. Oh, my gosh. 200 yards, two touchdowns. It was
1: receptions on 17 targets. Yeah, they were getting unbelievable. the
0: ball. Oh, yeah. It was going to happen. So. So it was good to see that. Very concerning, though, no Jacobs, and I don't know if it was no Jacobs or just the defense we were going up against, but we couldn't run the ball for shit. Yeah, honestly, barely over seventy yards on the day. Devonte Booker um, was supposed to be um, some fantasy teams' heroes that they picked him up, mm-hmm. similar to Kenyon Drake, if you remember, um, who went to the Cardinals, and ended up being a big time fantasy guy at the end of last year. But um, Booker ended up not doing much. It just didn't seem like we got into a consistent a consistent pace to run the ball. Um, you know, we were trailing early, but even when we got ahead, um, it's like, they knew we were going to do it. Like I mentioned, 24 to 13, and we had two, three and outs where it was just like run, run, pass DC missed a pass. And then we got the ball back again, run, run, um, drop ball. Then we have to punt. So, you know, two bad drives there on the offense and and that kept them in the game that kept the jets in the game. So the range of emotions was like early on, they were pretty competitive against this. And then we started, showing that now okay we're here's some turnovers Sam yeah. Darnold that's what he's known for. Um here's our offense clicking you can't cover Darren Waller. Mm-mm. But we did have some costly turnovers. Um one in the first quarter where DC threw a slant. I think he he put some heat on it off rugs and then so rugs tips it it gets picked jets get the ball and then um rugs had the costly turnover in the fourth quarter um where it wasn't a good game looking for him. So anywho, I mean, you know, DC ends up you know, throwing three touchdowns, running one of them in um, 380 yards, which is great, um, but really it had to be there because our run game wasn't there. And I feel like the (laughs) Greg Williams defense Mm -hmm. really got to us a lot of the game, dude, like DC was under pressure a ton. Um, So it either had to be pretty quick um, and there, or he had to kind of escape and create on his own, which he did for a fair amount. It does help when you have a tight end that covers 200 yards of that. But overall – the offense kind of stalled out in the third quarter, which as you've mentioned before, traditionally the Raiders are pretty good in the third quarter point differential. It just seemed like once we got into the fourth quarter, we weren't able to execute on the offensive side Um, from the third quarter, then we were giving these guys a chance to get back in the game. So, um, and they took that opportunity. Um, They ended up scoring, you know, 15 in the fourth quarter, which was tough um, because that put us down 28, 24. And then the Raiders got the ball back with, I believe it's five, five and a half minutes left. And they have this long drive where it's like, okay, this is it. We're going to get into our, you know, people say like your two minute drill, the opposite of that when you're trying to just chew up clock is the four minute drill, where you just say, we're going to intentionally run the ball to chew the clock, but we also need to be productive. It's that weird balance of mm-hmm. being effective because we want to score, but we also don't want to give these guys the ball back because our defense happened to give up, you know, 15 points in in that quarter. So Raiders are driving down, had a couple, honestly, I'll just call it what it is. A couple lucky, you know, penalties on, on the jets where it was a penalty, but we're lucky that they were undisciplined and kept creating the drive. And so it got to this weird point where on that, um, really the second to last drive that we had is we were like, okay, we're, we're past the 40 yard line on the jets. Right. And so we're going in and we felt pretty confident that we are going to score a touchdown, but being down 28, 24, you can't kick a field goal to tie. Right. Um, so you got to score a touchdown, mm-hmm. but you can tell the Raiders were like, no, we're going to run the ball and chew up the clock and take two or three yards here and hope to God we can convert. Um, and so they did that. They did that. Did, they did that, but then because they were conservative and chewed the clock, they go down and don't com- convert on fourth and goal, um, which really it ended up being, I think they were on the, seven yard line fourth and goal and DC kind of backpedals and throws off his back foot to Aguilar if he would have put uh, more distance on it though to the towards the back corner it would have been a touchdown mm-hmm. but he didn't he underthrew him Aguilar had to come back no good and we only had um, we had two timeouts because obviously we burn our timeouts surprise we even had two timeouts before. right but I know you said you were you were doing things so you're watching on your phone but so they go run stop them timeout Run, stop them, timeout. Third down, where this is the down where if you know we can't stop the clock because we have no more timeouts. So yeah. there was about a buck twenty. It was like a little like a buck twenty or something like that. Buck fifteen um, on the clock. So once the play is done, there's forty seconds of the play clock that you run. So in your mind, like okay, we'll probably get the ball back around thirty-five to forty seconds. Mm-hmm. They run a play, and I think it was Ty Johnson. He bounces it left, and he gets outside. And our defense pushes him out of bounds. Yeah. And they 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 kept the clock going. And I was like, what? Like it's not like we tackled him and he rolled out of bounds. It's like yeah. we put him down him. literally. And he went to the ground, but he didn't give himself up. We threw him out of bounds. And if you remember the last year, the Raiders Jaguars. Was, yes. Raider Jaguars DC. when DC slid, slid, but he slid, he gave himself up and then slid out of bounds that cost us the game. Yeah. So it, and it wasn't even that he didn't give himself up. We threw this guy out the club, out the bounds yeah. and DJ like, nope. Jazzy are him. run the clock. And so at that point, emotionally, when the Jets got the ball back, I'm like, it's over, we're going to lose yeah. the Jets. And I'm telling my wife, I'm saying, listen, this is the worst roster I've seen in five years, like in the NFL, mm-hmm. the worst roster I've seen um, my word doesn't mean much. I'm just saying that's what I think. And we're about to lose to them and we're supposed to be in playoff contention. But when the Raiders stop, stop, and they get another stop, and I thought they threw this guy out of bounds because there would have been like, I don't know, a minute 10 left or a minute 15. Yeah. And they kept the clock running. I was like, oh, now it's officially over. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah. That, this is, this is marking that we were screwed. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so if you guys have listening to this podcast before, you know that this rant and tangent um, usually goes and goes, but I will be quick. So, Raiders get the ball back down 28-24. They complete one to Waller over the middle, get it to about, I believe, the 45-yard line spike. There's about 17 seconds left. Take a shot on second down. Hmm, <laughs> Aguilar beats him over the top. He yeah. overthrows him. Yes, and oh he gosh. had him I if know. it was a good throw. I know. So missed Aguilar, and you're like, okay, we shouldn't even be in this situation to actually win the game. And, man, we missed that. There's no way. Yeah. no way this happens again. It's like, that was our one shot. Yeah. Um, so third down on the Jets 45 yard line, DC drops back. The Jets run cover zero, which basically is man and an all out blitz. If you ever descend. run engaged
1: eight on Madden. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It's engaged eight. Um, so there's basically it's cover zero. So it's all man across um, no safety help over the top on either um, on either hash And we had Henry Ruggs on the left side of our formation. Um, He kind of runs a stop and go and they had no safety help over the top. DC takes a deeper drop because he knows he's got to get this one. So he takes a deep drop, steps up in the pocket, throws it. And he put extra air under it because Henry Ruggs is extra fast. Caught a touchdown, (laughs) Raiders score, five seconds left. and. I think if, if you even follow the NFL, this play has been broken down a hundred times, so we don't need to get into it, but it's bonkers. They sent the house. It's yeah. bonkers. They didn't have safety help. It's bonkers that the corner bit on a double move yeah. but <laughs> yeah. because right. rugs made his move at like the 37 yeah. yard line, like, like eight, eight seconds left.
1: Yeah. They're going to throw a button hook, a seven yeah. yard button hook. No, let me let let is, jump this
0: <laughs> is a curl route. We want to pat his stats, but <laughs> Sorry. no he bit on that. And then it was just like, I was in just disbelief. Yeah. Right. So they scored a touchdown. It was crazy. Internet went crazy. Greg Williams got fired today, but 31, 28 and the Raiders like there's five seconds left. So it's like, okay, <laughs> kick the ball off. Right. Cause they could kick a field goal to tie. Right. Yeah. It's like, Hey, kick the ball off and then they'll run it for whatever, or they whatever, you know, put them on the 25 yard. Then I don't care. The, the Raiders squib kicked and it just hits some dude in the chest. Like on the front line, which was like at the fifty-yard line, yeah. it hits him in the chest with five seconds left. I'm like, we're, I'm like, we're trying to lose this game. Yeah, like, right. we're honestly going to try to lose this game. So they end up throwing up hail mary. We did a better job and didn't run engage. Aid. We actually had like, um, <laughs> played quarters covers. But it was a wild game. It was very emotional, and and just the reason it was so much is, is because. And I was, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but if we lost that game, it's, it's pretty much over. If you look at the wild card standings, with who we're competing against, which the Browns are in second place at nine and three in their division, so they're one of the wild card teams. You have the Titans at eight and four. Um, it's just a competitive group that you can't lose those games, even if they went out and go ten and six, and also a game that you have to win. And also the Jets haven't won a game all year, so it's yeah. a couple other reasons to not lose. But my my range of emotions were pretty. Up and down. So
1: yeah, and I think the only thing that had a bigger range than our emotions was the uh, Derek Carr glaring picture, mm-hmm. uh, because it it seamlessly within a couple minute time frame went from people making fun of him with that meme on Twitter yep. to it being like more over the top than when that meme came out of mm-hmm. just like fireballs coming out of his eyes and like the crazy. So just like the, the steps that that, that that meme made over, uh, you know, such a short amount of time was, Yeah. you know, that's the only thing that probably rivaled the range of emotions that that's I was funny. having.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So no, you're, abso- you're absolutely right. And it's, it's crazy that I made it viral when I, mm-hmm. cause I was the first one to, yeah. to tweet it out. All those five likes, and it just went viral. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyways. So the Raiders escape, um, save their season, pretty incredible game. Not really incredible in a sense of like, Oh man, that was incredible. It's like, wow, Holy cow. That was incredible. You know Um, a different way to feel, but they got the dub. I said, I would be happy and I'm happy now. I was not happy then. I'm happy now. And we escape. So anything else there?
1: The only thing I was going to say going back to when you were talking about the turnovers and DC's interception, I think that might've been a kind of a, a look into the effect not having josh jacobs has because i feel like 10 out of 10 times they're shoving it up the gut with him uh and, and instead of giving it to booker they're like maybe we'll just kind of try to get rugs on a quick hit or something it's like why don't you run the ball third and one you know what i mean it was one of those things it's like john gruden of all people why aren't you pounding it up the gut but i i feel like you know 10 out of 10 times josh jacobs gets that five out of 10 times Devontae De booker is getting that and he didn't And then it tipped off his fingers and it just flipped the field right there. And it's like, fuck, man.
0: Right. No, it's a great point. And and honestly, the game, because Booker wasn't effective and and that's just kind of it goes back to what we've talked about before. It's like he's effective in a secondary role, um, but I don't want to see him going out there with the ones when Jacob's healthy, you know, so you could tell Jacobs was missed. You could tell our line still banged up. It's the second week in a row we've gotten our ass kicked on the offensive line. Um, and even at the end is as they started running theoretic and Jalen Rashard up the gut. that's where you knew is we <laughs> figured out because yeah, Booker exactly. has been effective because he's been in the game when we're in passing situations and he's actually able to run the ball well and be able to catch the defense off guard. But if, if he's our guy, he's not, he's not the guy, you know?
1: And I think like, so like last year, our biggest thing was like, we didn't really have anybody to step in when Jacobs was hurt. And this year we've seen that uh, Booker, you know, can kind of spell Jacobs to give him some rest and be productive. I think this was going to be the game to see like, can Booker actually be the guy if Jacobs is out because of injury Mm -hmm. and, he couldn't I don't I mean I feel like it, was it wasn't very... just him
0: though I will say it, yeah, it, sure. it was our offensive line and and the fact that they, they we mentioned the the Jets or the uh, yeah the Jets D line is actually very stout on the front end so I, I agree with you it was just a combination of both you know
1: yeah shout out to mid-2000s uh Sacramento Kings basketball is very similar to Isaiah Thomas who like was one of the greatest off the bench guys and then got time to start and was just
0: trash and we got rid of him so yeah and so, then he ends up yeah i'll start for another team yeah but exactly so mr relevant yeah. 60th overall by the way for the nba draft yeah. anywho cool well that was that game that this would have been probably the quickest podcast of all time if we were lost at least on my oh, on my a end thousand percent but you're so right with where you were thinking this like if we lose this is over but also i don't even want to record this you know because i'm a sore loser but Cool. So we do have some listener questions and we wanted to touch on those before we let you guys go, as mentioned, didn't get to them on our uh, preview pod that came out Friday um, just because we had a long extended interview with Connor. Um, So our first question is from at Gator and she would like to know which of these three is the best current college football name. And these are real and I had to look them up, but they are real. One of them that we've mentioned before, Smoke Monday. Yeah, tough to beat. Defensive back at Auburn. Um, Number two, another defensive back (laughs) at North Carolina. Storm Duck, legit. That's his name. His first name Storm, last name Duck. Number three, I might kind of tip my hand a little bit, but this is a linebacker (laughs) at Arkansas. (laughs) At Arkansas, excuse me. His name is Bumper Pool. (laughs) First name Bumper, last name Pool. He's a linebacker at Arkansas. So we've talked about Smoke Monday. We have Storm Duck. We have Bumper Pool. You get to pick of the three, which one are you going with?
1: So when we got this question, I was, was looking at it, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to choose because all of these are just absolutely unbelievable. None of them are great. <laughs> they're not good at all. They're but unbelievable they're, in a yeah, different kind of way. You know? Yeah, it's unbelievable that there are human beings named this name. <laughs> I So when I was looking at it, I – my thought was i'll just give you what i who I think I think bumper pool the linebacker out of arkansas uh, and and only because you look at the name and you see like as a football guy how does it fit with the position that you play and a linebacker named bumper like that that sounds like he hits people you know what I mean yep he, he hits people he hits people and then he goes and, and he just like he's a pool shark at the at the you know, dive bar down the street
0: and it's, it's nicknamed nickname Bumper bar. Pool, but
1: that's his actual real name. <laughs> I don't uh, think
0: Little Rock, Arkansas is anything outside of dive bar. So, yeah,
1: I would. So, uh, my point being that if Smoke Monday was a wide receiver, absolutely would have gone with him because you got that, like, you just got smoked and, like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that just fits so well. So, I looked at it in a sense of like, how does it fit with your position? Because it's kind of more dope if your name has, you know,
0: some, you know, resemblance relevance. to the, yeah, relevance to your yeah. position. i like that yeah well you took mine i'm sorry (laughs) no that's okay i let you you know i asked you first you picked the right one um but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go storm duck actually that's where i'm going because uh fuck it you know i'm going (laughs) (laughs) and we've talked about smoke monday and smoke monday can be for the listeners i'm gonna take storm duck i'm riding i'm riding with storm duck that dude's (laughs) so versatile if it's raining lightning you kidding me he's still ducking along you know and they're resourceful, ducks are. They're smart because mm-hmm. they fly west or east or north or south, depending on the current conditions. So they okay. don't even need a weather forecast. They know which way to go. Yeah. And also, um, no, that's it. Um, versatile, resourceful, smart <laughs> individual. He's also a DB at North Carolina, which they're only known for basketball. Yeah, I'm going Storm Duck. Nice. I feel really uh, good about uh, that. Actually. yeah
1: I mean that's it. It's it's still a really cool name. It sounds like someone's Call of Duty Gamer Tag is what it sounds like. Yeah. But yeah, I, I that would have that that would have been my other one if I wasn't going off of, you know, the positional the positional comparison of the name. No,
0: I I like I mean everyone has their reasons, you know. Yeah. Okay, but straight up if it was flipped and it was duckstorm. Duckstorm <laughs> yeah. I'd be wild. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Storm duck's cool. Duckstorm. Yeah. Storm, yeah. <laughs> imagine like it that.
1: raining ducks
0: right.
1: <laughs> just a whole storm of ducks oh
0: man okay cool so yeah. the next one <laughs> i feel like we could talk about that for a while um good question mm-hmm. um gator has two questions on the year one was smoke monday and then the other one was about smoke monday to other <laughs> people so um you know she's versatile
1: yeah we
0: have one from now this is a listener that's kind of came on like gangbusters she's kind of like the nick nicholas morrow of the Raiders, right. Where, um, she kind of felt out the pod a couple weeks, you know, kind of letting B Bauer run the show, him and Cowboy getting into it here and there. No big deal, but she's kind of came on and, and submitted some good questions. She had a really good one today and I want to highlight her. Um, so Kay Bauer, no relation, obviously, um, says, Hey, RTP, you're starting the next big boy band of the 21st century. Which four current NFL players do you recruit? To join this band, Micah.
1: You want me to take? take I want, that want you one to.
0: First? Yep. Unless okay. you want me to go. Either way.
1: Uh, yeah. I want you. No. Yeah. You started off. I'm right? gonna go. Yeah, I want cool. you to start it off because I started off first.
0: There. Yep. That's it's only right. Well, great. So when we got this, I was I was pretty pretty certain about about my four instantly. So um, starting off with Foster Moreau, as you know, he's been mentioned in our Rise mm. Collective ads. Um, another plug there, but Foster Moreau, great hair. First of all, very dashing, you know, dashing individual, good looks. I can say that I'm comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. He's got good looks, you know, I'd be like, Hey, don't look at my girl. She'll probably want to go with you, you know? Um, so I go Foster Moreau and then I go, unfortunately, ugh, it's like I have to go Jimmy G and I don't want to, but I kind of have to cause everyone's like, Oh, you know, whatever. But it's like, he's going to be the guy that's like the face of the band. But then, you know, none of the band members like him. That's yeah. kind of where I'm going with Jimmy G. Yeah. Right. He like kind of thinks he's too cool for school. So you got to have that diva where the rest of the band's like, nah, I don't, I don't mess around with Jimmy G. So he's up there. My third one is Sam Darnold. Cause he looks like a boy. Um, we just played him. No, um, I didn't do that on purpose. It's just, he does look like a child and he also has nice hair, but is also, um, looks like he's 12. So Sam Donald's on there. And then, um, Hunter Renfro hmm. because he looks like he's 80, not 80. He looks like he is 50 years old, um, probably an accountant or shows up at your house and said, Hey, Hunter's here. I heard you had a problem with your computer, you know, here, troubleshoot it guy. Um, so that was kind of, you know, three guys that really into their looks A lot of of cool hair. And then Hunter Renfro who has a receding hairline who looks like he would be an IT support guy to show up to the office and be like, hey, you guys have a problem with your internet? You know, your um, Cisco's not downloading correctly? No. So he rounds it out. I would imagine he's either playing the bass um, or he's a drummer, but I'm going to go bass guy with Hunter Renfro. Um, Foster Moreau's hitting the drums. Jimmy G's the lead singer, but no one likes him. Sam Darnold, he's playing the guitar. So... You can't pick my four, by the way. Any of I c- my four. I can't pick any of them. No. Oh, shit. You get me?
1: All right, all right. Let me. Um, so, can you? Sorry. Get, real you quick. Repeat. Me, who I have? Give me just real quick. Go back over the three that you got.
0: Four. The
1: four that you got. Sorry. Foster Moreau. Yeah.
0: Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jimmy G. Okay. Sam Darnold. Okay. Hunter Renfro. Okay. Okay. You want the reasons again? What's that? Like, no?
1: I'm just, no, no, no. I'm just no. kidding. Definitely do not need that No, okay. So,
0: you just wanted Foster Moreau. I did, I did, and there's kind of a specific reason, but um, you want to trade? I can trade them to you and I can pick someone else.
1: No, 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 we're good. No, we're good. I just know I have a fourth one. Richie on the Incognito
0: is my bouncer, <laughs> <laughs> he's security.
1: Yeah, that no, couldn't be better. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so my for my boy bands, I have. I'm just going to name them off. Um, so, because just it kind of has a reason behind the exact people that I picked. Mm-hmm. Um, first one is going to be Darren Waller, oh. Oakland Raiders. Second one, Greg Kittle, 49ers. Greg. Oh, yeah, Greg. Greg. Everybody knows Greg Kittle, tight end mm-hmm. for the 49ers. Um, Rob Gronkowski. <sighs> this is and, and then uh, Kyle Rudolph. And I'm not even sure if he's still in the NFL, but all of those players play the tight end position and i feel like when you're talking boy bands you can get a very big very wide range of like like uh wordplay pun on the the name of your boy band with them all you know ironically being players that play the tight end position anyways darren waller he's a rapper he's got a good voice he's your lead singer that's that's gonna happen uh greg kittle I feel like he's he's in the background slamming on the drums
0: like oh yeah 100% crazy <laughs> hair's
1: just going wild he's doing mm-hmm. the finger thing with the uh, with the drumsticks just flittering around and then just <laughs> going off move. yeah um, Gronk is apparently you know both our minds went to like rock band even though it's a boy band but Gronkowski's just rocking out on the guitar mm-hmm. he's just hammering the guitar solos and you know swinging it around and then maybe he's like dancing on stage too when he's not going on and then Rudolph's just in the back on the bass just playing steady just he's Part of the band, he's he's there with the dudes, but he's not the flashy kind of guy. So uh, I only picked Kyle Rudolph because I had to reroute from Foster murray but
0: (laughs) (laughs) just another tight end. Yeah, yeah. No, I I like it. I think it's you know different styles that we have. um I just went, I went boy band, so I went who cares so much about their looks? Yeah. So that was my three, and then I went Hunter Renfro, who's the opposite, just to add some add some class to that group of boys. Yeah, I hear you. Great question, K. Bauer. Some would say. I don't know, B Bowers in the hot seat. I Mm. didn't say that. I'm saying some people have said that maybe B Bowers in the hot seat. And I was actually was going to go to B Bowers question, but I got a late one. I got a late listener question. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry about that. But do you mind if I read that one first? No. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So the question is from Cubboy and he says, what are... Areas of the draft you would like to see addressed in 2021? And then he says, at B Bauer, you miss me?
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. So that oh. got, got a little contentious.
1: Coming out of left field with that one.
0: Yep. So, what areas of the draft, maybe just pick one position um, you would like to see the Raiders address um, this year's draft coming up yeah. for the 2021 season? I would say that
1: two areas that I I feel like we probably have a biggest need is interior defense alignment. Uh, And that can, you know, either be, I have to see how things pan out, obviously very early to say, but I I think there's some pretty good talent this year. Uh, First round for that. And also some type of free safety. Uh, You know, we got Abrams to be that in the box guy, give us that dude that'll, you know, roam around, play free safety, come up and hit, but also can ball hawk. So to me, those are probably the biggest two positions of need potentially.
0: I would agree. actually had a conversation with Mel Dreamy about this, hmm. um, over the holidays, just guys being dudes talking NFL draft. Um, and so one of them was free safety for sure. Um, Eric Harris, probably better rotational guy. Same with Jeff Heath. He's getting up there in age. Um, and then linebacker, I feel good with Nick Morrow, um, coming on a little bit. D line is definitely something we could address whether it is interior or exterior, mm-hmm. uh, maybe an edge guy or maybe a tackle. Because Cleve Farrell is so versatile, um, you could always slide him inside if you had a a D D-end. And on the offensive side of the ball, not a ton of gaps. I think someone that you had highlighted when we really started this thing was John Simpson, who we lose incognito. Um, and that's you know year two, John Simpson could might be able to see himself start there. So I think when you look at it, you're like not a ton of holes, or at least for me. I mean, not like yeah. – We don't have a lot of glaring weaknesses like we usually do every year where it's like, oh, my God, we need A, B, or C. So I think because of that, I would say I'll just go different and just say "Mm, I'm going to go – I'll go D-line for sure. But you can never have too many good secondary guys. You've just seen the way we've been beat up with Trayvon Mullen and Damon Arnett. I think they've been promising, but it also – Nothing certain, um, but I think because of the fact that we don't have any glaring weaknesses, we can just go best player available, um, and whether that's on the D-line or, or or secondary. But I would probably say D-line just to have more depth. You think of the guys that we've signed. Malik Collins hasn't panned out. Jonathan Hankins is getting up there in age. So D-tackle, like you mentioned. Um, Carl Nassib, healthy scratch um, on mm-hmm. Sunday, by the way. And so we're – we we're, got
1: promoted, didn't he?
0: Beasley got promoted, exactly, and they grew and said didn't bring him on here – to uh, sit on the bench. So um, I, I could see our D-line getting some help, but I agree with you. D-line secondary, definitely up there, but it's really nice to not have a ton of needs. Really where you look at it is when you see the expiring contracts, maybe guys you brought on a, on your deals, those needs will actually come about. But I think at this point we need depth and that's cool. So yeah,
1: I would say um, not practical, but big time, like a wish list of hitting that Alabama well, getting mm-hmm. Najee Harris and Josh Jacobs, both dueling in the backfield would never happen and there's no chance we'd spend that high of a pick if he was even there no that but that would be so buck nasty if we ran the veer
0: that would be yeah. cool <laughs> <laughs> but, no it yeah. would be it wouldn't be worth it but it, it would wouldn't be because a, both like, of those guys need 20 plus ca- or uh carries the game yeah. you know to yeah. be to be the best but i i like where your head's up. <laughs> let's
1: just let's wish on Devon. it can we Devon, just
0: to smith and Jamar chase but I would say it's a good question. This, the follow-up was, you know, he was kind of attacking B. Bauer, which yeah. we like to mess around with him. Um, he's, he's just loyal and he's consistent. And the reason I think people attack him usually is when they're afraid, mm-hmm. um, when they're inferior. And, and that's what B. Bauer's consistent presence has brought upon the listeners. And I get it, but you have, you know, a couple, a couple folks coming at the king. But if you come with the king, Mike, that's not, not miss. That's right. That's right. And because of that, because, you know, he is Mr. Consistency, we have a final question from B. Bauer and a fun one here that we'll close everyone out on. So what we're doing is we are doing a, a Mount Rushmore um, Royal Rumble. So he submitted um, a couple questions to us that were similar. And, and we we're like, hey, what if we change it to this? So We're putting our spin on it like um, you and I had talked about before. So we're going to do a Royal Rumble. So this is an all out It's a brawl. It's a wrestling match. It's a fight. I'm saying fight club. Right. And you get to pick two NFL coaches currently and two NFL players active. And how it will go is we'll do the coaches first. Um, I will let you go first, but we will snake draft it to where I get picks two and three. It'll go back to you for your second coach. And then we'll flip flop for the players. Fair.
1: Yeah. Sounds good to me.
0: Go ahead. So first,
1: first one for me on the coaches side of thing, uh, Mike Vrabel, that dude is just a badass. He's he's out there. He's out there like practicing with players with no pads on. Just he probably headbutts people for fun. And when it comes down to you know a coach that I'm putting my money on, number one's him. So Mike Vrabel, my first coach.
0: He was he was one one for me for mm-hmm. sure. So that's a good pick. Um, well, I get back to back, and I'm gonna go yeah. a little recency bias, but I'm gonna go blind, Brian Flores here head coach for the Minnesota, Minnesota, the Miami Dolphins. Um, there was a scuffle in the dolphins bengals game where their, the Dolphins punt returner got blasted not yes. once, but twice. Oh, really? So he got smoked the second time. And so the bench is cleared, which is usually a baseball term, but yeah. bench is clear. And Flores was going after that player, Mike <laughs> Thomas, I believe is his name, not Michael Thomas of the Saints. But Flores legit went after him. He yeah. was trying to to mess him up. He yeah. was about to throw hands. So um, the fact that he probably gassed his beers and wants chuck Nucks, that guy's on my team. And then I'm going to go back to back because that is the snake draft. And I'm going to go Robert Sala, Ooh. the D coordinator for the Niners. Don't like to plug the Niners a lot, but Robert Sala, that dude, he's rocked up. He does hard body karate for sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, that's He was the ultimate hold um, hold back guy where he needed to be held back for not going past the sidelines um, during a play. He's just very intense. If you look him up, you'll know why I picked him, but I got Robert Sala. I got Brian Flores feel good about my team. You know, you taking Braves hurts, but you gotta, you got a rebound. So who are you closing out for two of your four Royal rumblers of this?
1: So I will fully admit that uh, in, my, in my mind, I thought we were talking about head coaches. Didn't have, oh, that's my fault. No, that's no, me. no, you're fine. It, because the, the question was coaches. And I, I, knew, I knew that. I don't know why my brain went to head coaches. Um, but I, I'm going to stick with my number two nonetheless. And that's Kyle Shanahan. Um, and, and, I, and I say that because he's obviously not the most imposing type of person. But he is the mental mastermind that can lead a team to not only kill you, kill your family, your closest relatives, go after your your pizza delivery guy. He's he's the one that that is the, the serial killer mastermind that really puts your the control of your team over the edge on, you know, just the tenacity that's needed to. You know in a Royal Rumble, he's going to have a tactic, he's going to have a reason that he sends his men where he sends them. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's pretty good. It's a good strategy. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that at all. Um, and because of the fact that there is two additional team members of NFL players, there's going to be strategy involved. He's definitely, though, the guy that starts the fight and then lets his buddies roll up, yes. you know? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, he's the instigator, yeah, <laughs> and that's fine, but yeah. no, and he so, also knows my my guy. Robert Solit pretty well. So. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I respect that. That kind of caught me off guard. But
1: you know, I'm into. I watched it. a lot of serial killer documentaries lately, so I think that's oh good. My mind went to the like uh, cerebral side of
0: things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I gotta throw something on just to yeah. fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, he murdered his family, yeah. and the cops didn't know. But what they didn't realize, um, six-year-old
1: Alicia Johnson <laughs> <laughs> disappeared from her Minnesota home, on a dusty Tuesday
0: night. It was just a nice ice skating event where she wandered off on her own and she was never found again.
1: Was it hijinks or was it murder? Tonight on yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. That, that was our impression of Robert Stack, um, the the gentleman who
0: narrated, You know his name?
1: Yeah, Robert Stack. Uh, he narrated- an unsolved, unsolved, unsolved Mysteries unsolved guy? Unsolved Mysteries guy that uh, used to walk down uh, courthouse steps in a trench coat. Talking it was about. always <laughs> like super dark and yes. like misty, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. You're like, like, like,
0: where are you? Why are you in, why are you in midnight down in Baltimore? And Why are you talking Columbus? about murders when it's so creepy outside? Like, yeah. are you in trouble? Um, that's a good pull, by the way, of his name. <laughs> that's impressive. Okay. Yeah. So yeah back on I, track almost, I almost went with another one, but no, it's okay. NFL players. <laughs> um, so you went first last night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go first here. And man, I'm conflicted, mm-hmm. I'm conflicted as, as, as my one, one. And Alas, I'm conflicted no more. I'm going, ooh, I'm actually pretty conflicted. I'm going Cleo Mac. Ooh. I, I, I almost went yeah, somewhere else, know. but I went Cleo Mac just because pound for pound, um, 6'3, 250, 260, he is he is made out of marble. He is what the Greeks god, the Greek gods just chiseled out of marble. He's just he's just an animal. He's a complete Mm -hmm. animal. Miss him. Maybe that's part of it is I just miss him on the team. I miss the pass rush. I miss, um, you know, the guy um, from Buffalo, Mm -hmm. University of Buffalo. I miss that guy. Um, Khalil Mack is my guy because he is terrifying um, to look at. Very nice of a person, but he would mess you up. You know, he would jack you up. And he's very strong, very fast, very agile, converts speed to power very well. I would then... Because it's my Royal Rumble, send him after Kyle Shanahan first, Ooh. and so best of luck. Yeah. So that's my guy, Khalil Mack, one-one on the um, NFL side.
1: That's and and that's a great pick. That that was definitely you know up there with me in, in competition for my one-one. Mm-hmm. The only reason, I mean, I have to go with this next gentleman that I'm about to pick, and the only reason is because the sculptors that were sculpting Khalil Mack out of stone mm-hmm. were looking out of picture. Of my mm-hmm. first overall pick, and that's Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. That man fights with knives. He, he trains does. with knives.
0: He does train. And he
1: and he deflects them very well. And he's, he's raised just, by wolves. Yeah. He's just an an absolute animal. And <laughs> it, it was it was one of those things where if you're gonna go Donald, I was gonna go Mac. I figured it was probably. That's what the same. I, yeah, I was
0: struggling on, on yeah. those two, so you called it. Yeah.
1: So um since I have another pick, Snake Draft, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go. It might be a recency bias thing. I'm going to go DK Metcalf. Oh. And just because same thing, like you said, just he's just a physical specimen and mm-hmm. you look at it. And when he's on the field, people try to hit him and he does not move. Yeah, he is, you know, he's not just all like looks. It's like that dude's got it all. And he is a solid piece of stone that DBs bounce off of. So I think that along with his agility and the fact that he's got some strength, he can hold his own. You know, it's going to be rough when we're going against Khalil Mack, but mm-hmm. I think that he would be a great third tier fighter that Shanahan's sending out. So
0: it's a good pick. Because um, I was thinking of someone similar, um, Josh Gordon, who's not my pick. Um, yeah. But then I realized he would show up high and yeah. wouldn't be focused at all. And that'd be frustrating. So, but worse,
1: he'd show up sober and not be as focused
0: as he is when he's high. Hmm. I didn't think of it that way. That's something Kyle Shanahan would say. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm not going to put my team in conflict like that. Um, instead, had have you seen the newest longest yard that came out about 15 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Um, the original one came out in the sixties. for Adam Sandler. Yep. Yeah. You remember the dude that said he broke did my nose. Yeah. Yeah. You can't okay. <laughs> so that's my pick, but it's the NFL version and that's, Calais Campbell. Oh, He's gotcha. about 6'7", and <laughs> it's like 290. I'm just going all physical. I'm just yeah. going all freaks here. You know, you got some yeah. strategy around I'm just saying, no, we're going to put ourselves in a ring four on four. I got Calais Campbell coming off the bus. Very scary. He's 6'7". I got Khalil Mack, who is just rocked up, but also agile. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So I feel good about that. Calais Campbell, D-lineman for the Ravens. And then I guess, so it's Campbell. I have Mac. I have um, Robert Sala, Brian Flores. Yes. You got Shanahan. Vrabel. You got Rabel. And then um, Aaron, the Donald, two, Aaron Donald and DK, DK Metcalf. Yeah, good. And so what we're going to do is, is B. Bauer wanted to know who would win. Instead, we're going to put those teams together against each other, and we're going to have all of you vote for whose team would win. Royal Rumble, No Holds Bars, fight club. Don't talk about it. It's number one rule, but, um, let us know what you think.
1: Yeah. We're going to, I'll put a poll out on Twitter. We'll probably get one going out on Facebook as well. Get your votes out there. Let us know. We will have both teams, Andy's team and my team both listed on there. So, you know, which players are, you know, for which team and whatnot, we're leaving it up to you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. we're going to leave it up to you guys for to do the vote to figure out who, uh, who got the W on this and, you know, just, Make the right choice. Just right. make make the right decision. Um, mm-hmm. Don't. It's a fight. Yeah. Physical. Just because one of the team, the head of the one teams, is doing a lot better in a different segment of this podcast, don't vote against him just because mm-hmm. he's doing that. You know, pick the right choice. Pick the fair choice. Yeah. So. Okay. So no, let, me, let me let me no no pity votes. I, I just I don't want I just want to put it out there. What
0: like, are you referring to? Don't,
1: well, I'm just. I'm not what, you, what other segment I'm just, are you referring to? I'm just saying, just vote, vote purely out of unbiasedness, I guess. is what I'm... I hope
0: you lose every mortal law <laughs> from here on out.
1: I probably will.
0: <laughs> I came out <laughs> telling you I'm on your side. I know. I applauded I know. you. I know. And then, but I know I'm under attack. <laughs> Me and B. Bauer are under attack right now. <laughs> but that's fine. Pick the right team. You know, if you want, just. Beasts, just strong men. Um, or if you want the the kid at the skate park that says, you know, hey, your, your mama or whatever, Kyle Shanahan <laughs> wearing this stupid flat bill on a f- 4v4. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll let you guys decide. You guys yeah. know what the right pick is. I'll leave it up to you guys. I'll leave it up to you. But good stuff. Um, we will do the preview pod for the Colts. I believe um, you have a guest that We will be talking with, we'll talk more about that on Friday um, when we release this, but Colts coming to town. That's going to be a big game. Mm -hmm. Um, Same record. Um, I believe they're eight and four. We're seven and five. So, so it's going to be a big, big time game for us. And, you know, we'll get more into that. Excited to um, speak with someone um, on the other side. We'll see how the debate goes, you know, but it'll be fun.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah,
0: I'm excited for it, man.
1: Yeah, going to be a good one. Uh, As always, share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. Keep supporting the podcast. Show us the love. We appreciate it. Appreciate all the help we get from Blue Wire Hustle with all of this and just helping grow the brand. Like Andy said, got the Colt preview coming up next week. Have a good guest on to kind of go back and forth with us. And we hope you all like it. We'll see you next week.
0: All right. Raider Nation, love you guys. Stand up. We beat the Jets. Shout out Rice Collective, I'm out. Later, peace.